This is the Patriot Radio News Hour, brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group. For all your gold and silver buying needs, call them at 1-800-951-0592 or log on to allamericangold.com. Broadcast for Friday, February the 19th, 2016. Hey, good morning and welcome to the Patriot Radio News Hour. My name is Eric Cedarstrom, former CEO Shipping Clark and Jander, the Patriot Trading Group. You're listening to the Patriot Radio News Hour, brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group. 1-800-951-0592 is the business line. You can go out to, to allamericangold.com on the information superhighway. You can get news. You can order 24-7, 365. And you can while away the wee hours of the morning. We produce this show. We put this out five days a week. Thanks for tuning in, because we believe that right-wing lives matter. Sitting in with the new CEO, shipping clerk, and janitor. Well, not that new. Been running the company now two years and change. Nephew and President Joe Jaquit, who does this show four days a week, and I get to sit in with him on Fridays. I'm your guy Friday. Good morning, Joe. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Does that mean I can leave? You know, you do it all the time. <laughs> You people don't know this. I'll be in the middle of some diatribe. Joe just gets up and walks. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm gonna hobble out of here. Keep going. Keep going. Stretch it out. Stretch it out. <laughs> hey, it's a great day to be alive. Thanks for tuning in. We really appreciate it. Uh, well, you know, this election years. Election years are tough. It's it's amazing the uh, rhetoric that flies almost uh, nonstop. Of course, uh, I don't get. Why everybody hates Donald Trump. I don't get it. I'm going to tell you right now. You know, we have customers all over the place. And I was on the phone this morning, one of our customers from South Carolina. And he went to a Trump, you know, town hall or whatever you want to call it. And actually got turned away because of the thousands of people that were there. And, of course, they had the Secret Service out there, all their weapons, all that stuff, because, you know. I think it just goes to show you that what's left of this country's had enough. Fox hates the guy. CNN hates the guy. CNBC hates the guy. The Pope hates the guy. Right, I right. Mean, I mean, everybody, but yet, everybody wants him to, you know, the polls, everybody wants I, I, him I'm going to tell you right now. I mean, he really did give a pretty good answer. Well, yeah, it's crazy. Well, you're, you're a bit upset about walls. Well, go, have you been to Vatican City? You don't get into Vatican City. They actually were quoting uh, the Bible today. Not Corinthians, but... Uh, I'm talking about, you know, build your cities and put up walls. You know, and here's the Pope telling them that he's not a Christian because of walls. While, of course, it's okay to uh, to go to Cuba <laughs> and embrace those. Castro, good guy. Donald good Trump. Good guy, good guy. Bad guy. That's right. I don't get it, man. I do not get it at all. But that goes to show you how the liberal media and the liberal press, you know, well, they, they run the show, man. They run Barter Town. And uh, they hate him. They can't stand him. You can't find it. The guy can't get any love. So, and of course, I don't know. I mean, it's. I think this is an election of epic proportion. It's certainly interesting. There's no doubt about it. The country's at, at DEFCOM four. It can't be fixed. All right, they don't know what to do. They, I mean, they've run out of ideas. We've had QE. How many? You don't even uh, know. You don't even really know. Well, let's go back even before QE. George Bush sent everybody a six hundred dollar check. Unless you well, remember how bad that was. That was the worst thing ever. You had all the bankers all up in arms, all big men. What? What? 
Every no, you're supposed to give us money, not the people. George Don't Bush. give the people money. George Bush just gave it to people, you know. That's <laughs> and they didn't spend that either, just like we don't spend our gas savings. Well, they gave it to the wrong people. They didn't give it to people that were actually paying taxes. They gave it to the people who didn't pay taxes. And then, of course, they all, you know, it all went to credit card debts or Walmart. That's where, and then Walmart mailed it all to China. <laughs> but if you remember when that happened, what was the very first thing that took off, the very first item when the checks started hitting the mail? Let's go back and, and remember $1 gasoline. That was the day when those checks started hitting the mail that we never saw $1. Never saw $1 again. Goodbye. Because Saudi Arabia was over there going, you see what they did? They mailed everybody checks. Let's up the price again. <laughs> <laughs> Just like your gas station does. When it goes down, you know, oil's at $26.00. Gas was still two dollars a gallon, and now then it all fell down. It all yeah, now it's probably got a buck and a half. Well, it takes a long time to work through the system. You know, you got they got they, if you own a gas station and you've got uh, gasoline that you bought for a dollar ninety a gallon, and you're trying to retail it for two fifteen, trying to make a quarter a gallon, that uh, you can't just turn because oil fell while that was in the ground. You know, and everybody else is selling it at a dollar fifty. You can't do it. So, or you're going to try not to do it. Right. Ultimately, you'll be forced into it. But, uh, it, it, I mean, so the tanks are emptied and, the, you know, the businesses that are busy, kind of like Patriot. You know, if you look at, at what we do here, we're a high-volume, low-markup company. That was the business model we put together. We, we always tried to make three fast nickels rather than one slow dime. And that was something my sister said, Christine, on the air two decades ago. That was our business model that, that, that we put together. So low markup, high volume, get it in, get it out, no complaints, no hide the weenie, no none of this. But now we don't hold any inventory. We don't order until you order. You know, and, and unless we've bought material or we have Right, we try that. You're right. That right. is the premise. But that's the premise. When you order, we order with you. So so we're able to the market to stay flexible. But now if you had a big store, you know, or a pawn shop and you have all this gold sitting in the in the uh, the racks that you bought for a lot higher money and the market falls, you're kind of stuck with it. And that's the same thing, and this is why this business model has been so successful. Uh, low markup, low overhead, and uh, no employees. <laughs> <laughs> Think about that. <laughs> so, Wendy, we've had Wendy. I took her from the dentist two decades ago, just about, I don't know, 15, 16 years ago, so... She was calling me all the time. You know, you have this and that. And I go, are you on commission? <laughs> she goes, no. You know what? She's still not on commission. I know, still not on commission. I go, well, you should be. Get in here. <laughs> so, Patriot Radio News Hour on a Friday. I'm your guy Friday, Eric Cedarstrom, sitting in with Joe Jaquin. It's just a beautiful, beautiful day. Every day above ground's a good one. We'll be back after these messages. Stay with us. Hey, the butter in your biscuit, Patriot Radio News Hour. Thanks for tuning in today. The blind leads the stupid every Friday. You have to figure out where you fit in that equation. Of course, uh, up and down the radio dials and all through talk radio land, it's pretty much the election, but you got to admit, it's a great ticket. You know, so if Sanders wallops, Sanders wallops Clinton in Nevada, and, and you know, the, I guess the only question is how much Trump will win by in South right. Carolina. Bush though, did you see Jeb? He's not, he's not, no, they, you he's know, not doing too good. I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, <laughs> buy.
buy in too much, but I did see this morning, you know, they're desperately trying, oh, it's getting closer, and, you know, they got uh, Ted Cruz catching up, and then I saw for the first time Jeb Bush is number four now with 13%, and I'm like, where did he come from? Well, I said don't underestimate the machine. You know, these guys know how to do it. They're worried now. They they really are nervous. But look, if it gets back down, could you imagine it all comes down? If you don't think that everything's rigged, which I kind of do. You know, I ran for president, class president at Cocoa Palm Middle School. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Scarred everybody for life. I did. I, you know, I ran on a platform. We're going to put Coke machines in, and every, we're going to add a, you know, an extra 15 minutes to recess. And, you know, I, I did the whole thing, and, you know, we're not going to let teachers run this place anymore. You know, it's a right-wing platform. and uh, But the principal said something to me, Mr. Beal. And it was the day of the election. I go, I think I'll do pretty good today. And he looks at me and goes, if you win, I'm going to another school. <laughs> <laughs> and I knew right then and there that you I, ain't had, I had no chance. <laughs> <laughs> that I could have won with a landslide, but the principal has the final thing. <laughs> we tallied up the vote. Yep, there's no way. You're not ever going to be class president. So, uh, well, needless to say, my campaign failed. I was quite contrite. But um, I watched Bush. <laughs> Jim Bush goes, what do we even have elections for? He goes, apparently, because of the polls, he goes, I'm just done. Why bother to vote, you know? I liked him better than I did the whole time. <laughs> First time you liked him. Right, once you get up and stand up, you know, that's why I like Trump, and that's why I like Sanders. Sanders is a very passionate speaker. I heard him speak last summer, and I told Joe, and I caught him by accident, and I go, I don't know who this guy is, but... Uh, you should listen to him because he's 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 got a message that I think is going to resonate with the uh, with the millennials and and if they can get the millennials to vote, listen, it's going to be tough. I'm going to tell you right now, he's resonated with a whole lot more than than the millennials. If it, if it comes down, my prediction, which I made last summer, by the way, of of Sanders Trump, if it comes down to that, I think Trump's going to have a hard time beating Sanders. I really do. So. But we'll one eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. According to the the latest data from the IRS and the Census Bureau, and this is why I couldn't quite figure out because you listen to Bernie Sanders. And I I told everyone I have not listened to him, and then a few weeks ago I found like, all right, I got it. I got to find out what this guy's all about, and and the guy's a good speaker, the, man. The, Passionate as all can be, but I mean a raging socialist. <laughs> I mean raging, and I'm like, how can this message be this popular? Socialism is a great plan it, until you run out of other people's money, right? And then I finally, and this this is why, according to the federal government, the Census Bureau, and the IRS, forty four point two percent of Americans pay zero federal income tax. And then I'm thinking to myself... Hold the the phone here. What percentage? 44.2. You know, it's interesting that you'd bring that up because I saw a study yesterday that 47% of the adult males in this country are single. Think about that. I think that has something to do with it. So if you got 44.5% of the public not paying any income tax at all, 47% 47% of the adult males are probably not working at all. Right, right. You start thinking about 45 million people on food stamps, and then you start thinking about there's got to be another 20 or 30% that pay hardly any 
income tax. If you go back, and, and then you get the now you know why he's so popular. Yeah, there you go. So all of these people, they're already full blown socialists. They love that stuff. By the way, for you people keeping score at home, the socialists are moving left and right on your dial. But uh, this is the largest record ever of non-paid percentage of non-paid yeah. or single adult males. And you know, us married adult males take exception to that. <laughs> you remember when you were younger and your friends were single, and you're when you guys going to get married? Because misery loves company, that's why. So. <laughs> so now these guys, they won't work. And of course, it's so bad out there, because a woman will marry a project. You know, women want project men. I can change him. But if he's playing video games, smoking dope in Colorado, he's got no shot. No shot. <laughs> I don't want him. I don't want that one. I don't want him. I feel sorry for the girls today. So, <laughs> so half the male men aren't married. Half the country's not working or paying any taxes. So where is he going to get all this money? I don't Well, that's Where is it going to come from? That's that. They're just going to keep printing it. You know, there was an article written this week. It was actually pretty good on the Great Depression that's coming globally. Boy, I tell you what, it's funny you bring that up. There's another article today saying, hey, this is the 1930s right. all over it's again. It's the 30s revisit. And, and, and they're pretending like it's not, but that's exactly what's happening. And, of course, they, they cite all the studies, and they cite Ben Bernanke, and they go through, you know, he was a, a student of the Great Depression. So, so does that mean that it really wasn't the terrorist's fault? No. <laughs> Yeah, this is the right. Yeah, Does that is that what it means? Does that mean that it really wasn't Gold's fault? It wasn't. It wasn't the Smoot Holly Act that 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 raised the tariffs' fault. Because you know we got none of that now. Well, they say of course it was uh, retraction of the money supply, Correct. which created the Great Depression. Now, very few articles because America was such a sovereign nation in 1929 that everything was built here. I mean everything. <laughs> Yeah, all the food you consumed, everything you bought, everything you used was all the steel that right, you everything. used, all the bricks, everything. So it collapsed on itself. Now the articles that they're writing, they're trying to say, well, it was a global monetary supply issue. Now we all know that people started hoarding twenty-dollar gold pieces, but uh, and then of course then the government had to recall them because everybody they go, well, for a hundred years a twenty-dollar bill and a twenty-dollar gold piece were worth the same. So whether it was paper or gold, they didn't were matter. it was all interchangeable and nobody thought anything of it until all of a sudden you quit quit getting twenty dollar gold pieces and change. And there's all there's nothing left but paper in the cash registers. And then people started taking silver dollars. Give me twenty silver dollars instead of a twenty dollar gold piece and of course obviously the monetary supply had incredible buying power. At the height of the Great Depression you know, a twenty dollar gold piece would buy, I don't know, at least at least a head of cattle. I mean he'd buy one full cow with it. So for twenty bucks. Have you seen the price of a T bone steak lately? <laughs> <laughs> I was just at you know what's funny, we were at the store the other day and uh, you know, we're walking past the meat case and they had these these fillets that if I was to guess were maybe three or four ounces big. I mean, they were just tiny fillets, and the sign in the thing's twenty four ninety nine a pound. You know, so a twenty a twenty dollar gold piece couldn't even buy a four-ounce fillet today. Isn't that something? It's crazy. Say anything about this just for a second. That uh, So if, in fact, this is a globally generated, not, not a domestically generated where we collapse from within, but a globally 
generated economic calamity of epic proportion that they say will have depressionary outcomes. I have to question that because they've tried to turbocharge the world by just creating electronic credits. And the, and the trillions, the monetary supply, they quit counting decades. Yeah, they got rid of that. They don't even count. Listen, they, we don't want people to know because it'll look bad. Let's just stop doing it all together. And I know what we'll say. You know, it just took too much work putting that together. Right. There used to be the M1, M2, M3. Look at it. Well, there's $4 trillion in circulation. People would freak out. If, if now if they read it, <laughs> now if they read it, they'd go, yeah, there's $400 trillion a day being added into liquidity. And we've hung paper in every corner of the world. Now, if you've ever driven like a turbo diesel, you know, they're trying to turbocharge the global economy by printing money, and um, it's not working. You got you got commodity markets getting hit. You see what's happened to the world steel supply? Then again, uh, the steel markets, they flooded. China had this growth model where they were going to, you know, John Deere and Caterpillar and, and American Steel. And this was the globalist regime that we were going to send all this stuff over. Right, they were going to grow 20, 15, 10% a year every year for the rest of our lives. So the, and you hear they call them the metals miners. Don't be confused. These are not gold miners. Right. These are not copper miners or silver miners. These are steel. This is Iron steel. ore. Iron ore. So the iron ore guys set this business model up for... China's uh, 10% annual growth. And, of course, if anyone who has a television has watched 60 Minutes, and we know there's entire empty cities over there that have been built. It that are really now, is amazing. They're on their there was no Chernobyl there. It's just, no, there's just no, they, never, they uh, never occupied them. Their plan was to take, okay, all the televisions are going to be built in this city. All the Kind of like here in America. Right. Okay, all the textiles, like used to be down in the, in the south and down in Carolina and Wilmington and down in there, uh, Burlington, I mean, that uh, it would, it would all be right. built there. The this, steel this, mills would be in Pennsylvania. Steel's here. Automobiles right. are going to be here. So it didn't work. So because, granted, they had the their their equivalent of manifest destiny in reverse. Go east, young man. That uh, they all came out of the rice paddies and they're building this middle class. So, but every, they've hit their own problems. They're they're the equivalent in history where we were in the twenties. Yeah, they've been through the, the roaring twenties. Right. It's all just coming happened. to an end, right? It's all coming to an end. So you know the price of steel. I mean, it's just been pounded into oblivion. You can't get anything for it. You go to scrap a car, steel, oil, natural gas, all that stuff. We scrapped an old van, you know, back here in the back uh, at Christmas time. This is a one-ton Dodge van. I mean, it looked like a football field long. You could build about 150 Hyundai's out of this thing. <laughs> I mean, it was so bad. You know, I figured you should, it's scrap metal. You know, here it was worth four or five hundred dollars. Now it's worth fifty bucks. I mean, that's how bad it's taking ninety percent hit scrap scrap iron. So, so yeah, you've got great depressions, and this this is confusing because they flooded the world with paper. Yeah, right. No. I keep saying it. The textbooks that they wrote and the textbooks that they read said that hey, if we do this, it's going to create all this growth. Right. Well, it should create inflation. This is what they can't figure out. But, again, go back to the old turbo model. You hit the floor, hit the gas, and, or the diesel, and nothing happens. Because the turbo starts going, and then it kicks in and goes, <laughs> I think that's what's going to happen. Oh, you think we're, we're setting up for the rocket shot? That's what I think is going to happen. There's going to be a right. rocket shot of hyperinflation, not just in Argentina, not just in Brazil, or, you know. Not in Venezuela. No, I'm not talking, I'm talking third world style. Runaway inflation. Weimar Republic. And it's going to be a global event. So 
and, and ultimately, whether this is designed, whether this is a calamity of errors or an orchestrated, carefully orchestrated event, I'll let you be the judge of. But when it happens, the only way to restore order, not to Paducah, Kansas, but to the entire globe, is going to be for this great entity to step in and create the new one-world currency. It's going to be the only way they can do it. And you look today, classic example, John Deere. Why is John Deere suffering? Why? Dollar. The dollar arbitrage. The dollar arbitrage. Crop prices have gone way down. And it's a currency arbitrage in just about every earnings statement from every multinational American corporation. That, by the way, used to be American household names that hired American people, and they don't do that anymore. Will Donald Trump, as he's planned, and he's got my vote, by the way. Will he step in and restore order and bring back America? Can he make it great again? Now, I don't know. I don't know if building a wall is going to fix it. Because if they're really going to send home 11 million people, and you can call them anything you want, but right now they're, they're Americans. <laughs> you can call them anything you right, want. Whatever you want to use. Right, but they are Americans. and They're, they're here. You're going to send 11 million of them home. Well, I got to tell you, if you own any real estate in South Phoenix, you're going to have a little problem. If you own any, re any real estate in Southern California, you got a problem. Because there's going to be these massive vacancies. Massive. So I believe this country is facing problems of epic proportion. And whether, no matter who you elect, ladies and gentlemen, I believe they're unfixable. And it's going to be interesting to watch them come to fruition. Patriot Radio News Hour, tap hour, half time on a Friday. Stay with us. We'll return. Hey, 933 in the Valley of the Sun. I'd like to thank all our local listeners here in Phoenix listening on KXXT 1010. We appreciate you taking time out. And the mothership up Colorado, 1360 KHNC out of Johnstown. 20 years, two decades with those wonderful people. It's been amazing. Been a heck of a run. Glad to be here. I appreciate uh, all the support this company receives and... Um, the knowledge that we have all gained and learned from each other is uh, invaluable to me. And your generosity never never ceases to amaze me. 1-800-951 is a business line here for your new listener. We've been doing this for a long time. We uh, separate the wheat from the chaff, try to help you figure out what may happen in the future or hypothesize a future and try to take a little bit of action for you and your family. But if you're in a card game and you don't know who the patsy is, it's you. So, and I feel that way almost every day. Do you see the latest craze now is the counterfeit gold and silver bars that are flooding the United States? Have you heard any I, of that? I hadn't heard Isn't that. Isn't that amazing? Well, we don't do a lot of uh, bar business here, but, uh, yeah, they're uh, making them out of copper is so cheap. They're putting copper and wrapping them in gold and silver, and they're getting good at it. I mean, they get the weights right, and they've got to be acid tested. They'll plate them in silver. They have some silver, but... You know, apparently that even at these depressed levels, it's uh, still, you know, $15 silver. It's right. uh, still quite profitable. You don't find that in the in the $20 or the U.S. legal tender market unless you get into rare dates, rare silver dollars, rare coins will be faked. Anything that has value will be faked. We always know that, no matter what it is. But when you get into counterfeiting uh, U.S. legal tender uh, and the common dates, it's not done. Because you open up a whole, you know, if you get caught counterfeiting a, a gold or silver bar, you're going to have problems with the local uh, 
constables in the Justice Department. But if you start counterfeiting U.S. twenty dollar gold pieces, uh, you bring the U.S. You, Treasury you, into the You equation. just got elevated yeah. to a higher power. Yeah, yeah. that's a so, whole different prison you're going to. So that's why we stay with more common date. Now, if you get into you know a seven tail feather rare Carson City silver this or that, you know you're going to see those faked, and they need to be appraised. But of course, that's a hundred thousand dollar silver dollar. We don't recommend those either. So. Just stay with the common material and do it right, and you'll stay liquid, and you'll have the right material according to Article One, Section 10 of the Constitution. But not the Constitution has anything to do with it. I think Joe and I are, and I've always been of the belief that there's a huddle they have. You know, if not every day, at least once a week. And the bankers, Jamie Dimon's in it, the, uh, well, the new Fed chief or chairman, the gal, and she's in it, and all the, they're all in it, and the stock guys, and CNBC, and the people that own Fox, and all the, the media outlets are in it. What are you going to talk about? What are we going to do? What's going to happen this week? Let's make a plan. Yeah, it's not even just that. How about, you know, the Bilderberger meetings? Now they just come right out and admit it, and they all go and meet uh, over there in Europe, and they all fly in in their G6 jets and all that stuff, and they, they get their little plan together. So you get the announcement today that they want to end production of the $100 bill. Okay. Now, when that came this week, I was like, hmm, you know, Larry Summers. Right. So I, I, I heard Joe talking about it. I thought he said Larry Kudlow. <laughs> no. Larry Kudlow. <laughs> I don't like that guy anyway. So. <laughs> but it goes much higher than that. It's Larry Summers. And uh, you really think that he had this original idea? Right. He came up with it all on all his own. He woke up and right. said, you know what? I know what I'm going to do today. I'm going to write an op-ed right. saying let's get rid of the $100 bill. And not, you know, were they always changing the money now? They're setting us up for that because of counterfeiters. You know, speaking of fake gold and silver coins, but the fake uh, right. money. Right. Out. Remember, you remember the old hundred? No one will even take one of those little-headed hundreds. Oh, gosh, no. Right. No one. That, that's like, what's that? Have you got one without a magnetic strip? Remember? Right. When, even now, like, if it's the ones without the, the big head without the blue strip, you're kind of like, eh, I don't know. I quit looking for them and doing the coin shows, and, and our customers would come in. They had long removed the strips out of the money. <laughs> remember that in the 90s? Everybody took it out. Of course, in the 90s, look how things have changed. They used to have the uh, patriot mythologist that Dr. Norm Resnick, God rest his soul, and I would talk about where, remember the mythology, get out of the system, make your own license plates, make your own driver's license, uh, don't use the mail. Sovereign, you're a sovereign, right, a sovereign citizen. citizen. It turned out, though, but then you don't get a check. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody had to opt back into the system. <laughs> So now you get a check for not being in the system. So, but, uh, <laughs> 1-800, I forgot I was talking about, one 800 5105 oh, the $100 bill. So can you imagine this ridiculousness? So let's just get rid of paper money. The cashless society, which we know that they ultimately, again, is the end. As the well, you know, you, I think you brought it up great. You're talking about the global... Uh, meltdown that's happening, and we're going to come in with something much bigger. Yesterday, I just happened to be talking about, you know, we used to say, oh, is it going to be the Amero, or, or you know, are we going to get together with Canada and Mexico? It's much bigger than that. That's not big enough. No, it's not. It's going to be a global issue event. The divide and conquer. I thought it would always be they'd break it down. You'd have Asia, uh, North America, and and, and and then Europe, whatever. Well, right, Europe right. already has one. Right. Of course, we're done. seeing that. You know, George Soros was out yesterday saying, get ready. Europe's about ready to implode and all that. So it just because it's not big enough. Well, you look at it. So they get rid of the $100 bill. How are you supposed to do training? So now, you know, every time you use a smart card or credit card, it goes through a clearinghouse. Every text 
that you do. I just sent my buddy Misha, AZ Auto Brokers, uh, a text. That goes through. You oh, it's, it's, they call them data centers. They're stored. They, they're all stored. They collect all that, all now, of it. But what's even more amazing is you wear, you wear the... So if you can't use cash to run a business anymore and you have to take a debit card, you have to give the banks a commission to take that. Most people don't realize that. There's a fee on every transaction. I was at Christmas time. I was my once-a-year trip to the mall with my wife. I'll go once a year. almost missed it last year, but I, she catches up. So it's Christmas. We're shopping. we got to get the kids stuff. And There's a girl trying to buy a bottle of water on a debit card, and the bottle of water was 2 bucks. Okay, they won't take it. it. Says all it has to be at least a three dollar purchase. Okay, a three dollar. You have to have at least a three dollar purchase to use we, the card. Right. We won't accept anything larger than a twenty dollar bill. Right. And if you want to use your card, you got to buy at least five bucks worth of stuff. Right. So she has no money and can't use her debit card. So I just throw two dollars on the counter, and they, everybody's like, "Wow!" They were like, "What a great Christmas gift!" You know, <laughs> that's the spirit of Christmas. Here you go, kid. Get a bottle of water. But, you know, that's the world we live in. Why? Because the bank fees cost more than what they can make at 2 bucks. So, yeah, the bank's got a piece of everything. Really? That's in our Constitution somewhere? The bank has to take a piece of every dollar that you take in? That's what happens with a cashless society. Then, of course, ultimately, the credit cards don't work when well, the power goes off. Think about this. <laughs> so now, unless you have a solar cash register, a solar-backed computer system, no power means... No sale. Do, 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 do. What am I going to buy with? Mm. And you what won't happened? take the paper. There was, a place, the there was a place that had no power for a while. <laughs> yeah, uh, what was, you know what? <laughs> I think it was full of water. Yeah. Oh, wait, that was New Orleans. We all remember what happened there, don't we? Well, so that's where the, the guy goes, got any silver? <laughs> Taking silver today for loaves of bread. Yes, right-wing wacko thinking, because right-wing lives matter. Patriot Radio News Hour, we'll be back. Stay with us. You're listening to the Patriot Radio News Hour and allamericagold.com. I'm your guy Friday, Eric Cedarstrom. Thanks for tuning in. You know, we're talking about the Great Depression the global Great Depression articles being written this week. And again, it's a conundrum they can't figure out because they've flooded the world with paper and electronic credits, but it's so bad out there that even so, even without real money, without money that you know was considered real gold and silver, which was the founding uh, basis for all monetary systems internationally, they still have deflation. I saw a pair of golf shoes advertised in the paper today for 39 bucks. Now, 10 years ago, Etonic, remember, or 20 years ago, remember Etonic golf shoes? I don't know if they're still in business. I don't remember. But I looked at it one day when I was laying on the floor at my golf shoes, and I realized Etonic, because they were always 100 bucks. If you want a new pair of golf shoes, 100 bucks. And I realized Etonic backwards was C note. <laughs> Well, you know, C-I-N-O-T-E, tonic. So C-Note's 100 bucks, And I wonder if when they founded that company, they were laughing. <laughs> we'll just reverse C-Note, 100 bucks. Call them E-Tonic. $39 now. So this is the great 
global society because the Chinese will do it for nothing. Kind of like Saudi. Saudi well, Arabia, hey, they'll, they'll do it's it just for like Ford coming out saying we're going moving more jobs to Mexico, carrier, air conditioning, telling all of their employees, you know what, hey, we liked you. That's sickening, too, by the way. I'm glad you brought that up. That is sickening. Sickening. And I love how the guy tries to throw in uh, uh, a corporate loyalty. You hear that? Right. It's best for our company. And you can hear over the background, yeah, <laughs> beep, 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 it should have been censored. They don't give a crap about the company when you're moving to Mexico. They don't care if you go under anymore. What an idiot. But these are the, the same people that, you know, vote for Obama. <laughs> <laughs> and these are the same people that forecast the economy. It looks great. It looks wonderful. We're doing great. Matter of fact, it's going to help the industrial production reports because that plant with those 1,400 jobs was only running at 50% capacity. Just made the numbers look bad. You know what's funny? Now, that, now they count that factory as American capacity. Did you know that? I did not know. Oh, yeah. You, come on. You try to tell me, what would American factory capacity really <laughs> look like? <laughs> Stacked up to 1973. I mean, you have to take a certain percentage of the factories that are now casinos. But most of them are museums. All right? So, I mean, there's nothing left of them. They're gone. They're they, gone. They, I'm telling you right now. We saw it here uh, right on Bell Road, ST uh, Micro. Demolished. Nothing. It's gone. It's gone. Carrier in Syracuse, New York, which took up like three city blocks. Gone. Gone. They don't even leave them up anymore. They just take them down. You know how frustrated this country is? And you're going to see it, I think, with these coming elections. You're going to see it. And I don't think you've seen anything. I think that ultimately the turbocharge I'm talking about, the great economic calamity, I think we're heading for an October surprise which we've already witnessed things that have never happened in the history of any financial uh, system, and I think it's going to come before an election. So get ready. And I'm talking, I'm talking a, 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 a five to 7,000-point correction in the Dow. I mean, I'm talking about, and it, this is where it should go if you're a chartist, should go right back down again and retest its lows that it put in in 08. It didn't fix anything. They just masked it. So I think it's going to happen before the election. Before before the election. So get ready. 800-951-0592. And, you know, you think about, really, if, if this global depression is coming, well, let's face it, it's already here. They just don't want to tell you that it's already here. You know, when you look at how uh, just the trade data that came out, you know, Wall Street rallied this week. On trade data out of Asia, where everything is built, that were down double digits. In Japan, in Korea, in China, all down double digits. The freighters are empty. The the shipping rates are, are down at the worst levels, really, since the last Great Depression. And And people are sitting there trying to say, oh, don't worry, it's fine. But when the realities come here, and, and the realities are the global depression is here, everybody's going to run through the same exit door. And this is kind of what we talked about last week with gold, and I've been warning everybody. You know, we saw 40-point moves, 50-point moves. The $100 moves are right around the corner. $200 moves. And, and of course, what does that parlay into on the other side? thousand point down days two thousand point down days 
Well, you have to try to hypothesize what happens next. You know, life goes on. People still have to eat. Companies still try to keep going. Yeah, but you, you can't trade at 18 times earnings in a Great Depression. No, you can't do that. So ultimately, everybody's going to have to take a bite. Of course, what's the new president's name might be Chong Xing Lao. Of course, he's the one that's going to be distributing the new global currency in November. Just a thought. Remember, what they have is worth a lot more than what you got. But we have an answer for you, and it's not the answer that you think I'm going to say. Okay. Okay? This company in Texas has started started a company they call Tantrum Therapy. <laughs> so I'm not kidding. And you can go into a room and smash things <laughs> with a sledgehammer. <laughs> I don't know what they charge for an hour, but you put on the safety glasses. And they Honey, go, I'm going to therapy. And I guess you can bring things. You well, can, when you start bringing stuff in.
So will Bernie Sanders' plan work? Weekend at Bernie's? Absolutely. For a while. <laughs> Dow's down uh, 40 points right now. Gold's up another $7, uh, $1,233. Silver is at $15.50. Yesterday, I ran $10 gold pieces. $20 ago. $20 ago, and I ran them $695 yesterday. Well, I have some left. I got about 35 left. Six ninety-five. I'm going to pretend like that 20 bucks didn't happen. I did that last Friday. We're going to do it again this Friday. U.S. $10 Liberty Gold Pieces, 1866 to 1907, 695, 800, 951, 0592. 695 on $10 gold piece? What a great buy on that is. The yeah, thing about it, Joe's not like the gas station guy. Gold's up twenty. He should have ran out and changed the sign out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I actually right. own the gold for less. Right. You know, I could have ten dollar limb, seven forty. <laughs> well, that may be next week. What a crazy year this is going to be. It already has. You know, Wall Street's had its worst start ever, percentage wise. Well, point wise too, probably. So where are we heading? I don't know. I think, and, and again, I don't like it when I get these weird feelings, but. Uh, how about finally we'll finish up on uh, what's your thoughts on Apple unlocking a terrorist iPhone? Well, you know what? They've done it before. Yeah, why Why are they They've done it before. Let's, don't be fooled. They've unlocked plenty of, and given plenty of information to the government I, I before. Think, yeah. Isn't that crazy that they would even make an issue out of it? Might be a, uh, trying to get their stock propped up. <laughs> yeah, they're looking for something. I don't something. know what it is. Yeah, something. Hey, God bless everybody. We uh, we appreciate the business. Give us a call, place an order. We'll see you next week. Patriot Radio News Hour, All American Gold. We're going.